you Google the top 10 most eerie photographs, there's a strong likelihood you'll come across a picture of a teenage girl. In the photo, you can tell the girl looks frightened and is not a willing participant. She's taken aback by the actions of the photographer, startled even. The click and rewind, click and rewind sound of the manual camera must have ticked in her brain to send a warning shiver down her spine, an impulse surged by fear. The impulse to run, you can see it in her eyes. But where could she go? It looks as if she's trapped. You can see she's in heels and a dress and the cracked wooden floors of the old dilapidated building she was in would eat her alive with her missteps. But there's no way. She couldn't run without falling and hurting herself. Plus, she wouldn't be able to run fast enough to escape whoever was wielding the camera. All she could do was raise her hands up to shield herself from the flash. And with each snap, he moved towards her, closing in. Snap, another one, snap, closer still, closer, closer until. Well, that's what we're here to talk about. Hi, I'm Jen Schaefer, and this is Crude Axe, Murder in an Old Town. So, those eerie photographs that I talked about are what remains of a horrific event. The girl in the photograph, her name was Regina Walters and the photographer, the last man to see her alive, snapping away, capturing her fear, was a serial killer by the name of Robert Ben Rhodes. In this episode, we're going to talk about what happened to the young girl from Pasadena, as well as the man behind the camera. So, without further ado, this is a murder in three acts. Act one, the guy, the girl, and the trucker. Not much is known about Regina K. Walters, except she was a 14-year-old runaway from Pasadena, Texas. If you scour the internet, search her name, a couple of photographs appear, the creepy ones I told you about. What happened to her is talked about. They talk about her killer, of course, but they don't really go into it about her and what happened. It wasn't until I finally stumbled upon a documentary, FBI Files on YouTube, that I got more to the backstory of the young woman and how she came to meet her tragic fate. So here's what I found out. Regina K. Walters lived with her father, but at the time she disappeared, she was staying at her mother's home in Pasadena, Texas. She was a troubled teen known to run away from home every now and then, but she was also always known to eventually return. That is, of course, until one night she didn't. That time when Regina disappeared, her mother actually waited a couple days to report it. And when she finally did report it to police, she also took the initiative to post flyers of her missing girl all around town. And well, that move paid off. So five days later, after Regina's already been gone, someone spotted one of those posters and reached out to her mother and said that they saw Regina with a couple of guys named Ricky and Billy. 
They also disclosed the apartment where she was last seen and gave the address to her. So then she, in turn, gave it to police. And police discovered the apartment belonged to a guy named Billy Gibbs. So police go to his place. They waited for him to arrive, and when he finally did, they were able to nab him and question him uh, as to the whereabouts of Regina. And Billy told police he hadn't seen his friend Ricky or his girlfriend Regina in days. He told them that they were going to run off together and run away and that they took to hitchhiking to do so. And this is where our story begins. This guy, Billy, wasn't lying about his friends. They did decide to skip town together. And with their thumbs in the air and optimism in their hearts, they decided they would hitchhike. And it wasn't long before the two were picked up in Pasadena, Texas. A truck driver pulled over to the side of the road and offered them a ride. And guess he seemed nice enough because the kids eagerly took him up on his offer. They climbed into his truck and off they went. Little did they know at the time, they climbed right into a vicious trap. The man who picked them up was a highway trucker by the name of Robert Ben Rhodes. Now, Robert Ben Rhodes was a serial killer who had already been at it for a while. By the time he picked them up, he was a pro. His MO? He was known to cruise through the highways looking for potential victims, mostly hitchhikers, in a semi-truck he converted into a rolling S&M chamber. And he'd pick them up, playing nice guy at first, And then when they let their guard down, that's when he'd strike. The poor kids didn't stand a chance. We assume Rhodes killed Ricky Lee immediately and disposed of his body in a remote location in Mississippi. Ricky was just in the way. The prize was Regina. Robert Rhodes kept her as a prisoner in his big rig in the back of his truck cab. It was in the truck cab that he did things that are truly terrible to young Regina. Now, disclaimer, this is graphic, but it's important to tell you to understand not only the depravity of him, this man, but his M.O. and signature. So what Rhodes did was he raped young Regina. He tortured her. He shaved off her pubic hair and even pierced her genitals with fish hooks. He held on to her for weeks until the day he took her to an abandoned barn in Chester, Illinois. After he cut off her long, dark, curly hair with a razor, he then forced her to wear heels and a black dress and took several photos of her. After his photo shoot from hell, he strangled her with bailing wire and left her body there to decompose in the abandoned barn. Her remains were found there in September of 1990. To make matters worse for her parents, Robert Ben Rhodes called her father anonymously from a payphone, taunting him and telling him what he had done to her. Her father thought it was a sick prank until police finally found her body and informed the family of the discovery. Regina K. Walters will forever be known as the girl in the photographs. If you check the photos online, you can see they're chilling. Telling a tale of horror and dread, they paint a picture of what her last moments alive were like. The look in her eyes, her body language, you can tell in the photos that she's frightened for her life, and rightfully so. 
Sadly, she is one of many women and girls who have wound up dead out there on the freeways. The song, Riders on the Storm, drums through my mind when I think about this case and this man, Robert Ben Rhodes, and killers like him. Men out there on the highways, moving through hills and prairies, predators in search of prey. There's a killer on the road. Or, as I'm finding out, killers. And law enforcement knew something must be done about it. So, this is what they did. Act 2. The Highway Serial Killings Initiative. In 2004, an analyst from the Oklahoma Bureau of Investigation detected a crime pattern, specifically when it came to the bodies of murdered women dumped along the I-40 corridor in Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, and Mississippi. This is when they kicked off the Highway Serial Killings Initiative to raise awareness among law enforcement agencies and the general public about their findings. The FBI suspects that serial killers working as long-haul truck drivers are responsible for the murders of hundreds of hitchhikers, prostitutes, and stranded motorists. Those bodies have been dumped over highways all across America over the past three decades. They're the prey that we pray about. A computer database maintained by the FBI has grown to include information on more than 500 female crime victims, most of whom were killed and their bodies discarded at truck stops, motels, and other locations along popular trucking routes crisscrossing the U.S. The database also has information on tons of truckers who have been charged with killings or rapes committed near highways. They even have those who are suspects in such cases. Now, let's get down to it. Most truck drivers are good, hardworking people. What they do for us is instrumental to our economy and our lives. We depend on them. Being a truck driver gives a person a certain amount of freedom, the open road. Many of them live in their cabs. They have a whole bedroom and living and kitchen area in back. It's actually kind of cool looking. Honestly speaking, I admire those who choose an open road experience, and I could see why they chose that as a profession. It's honorable work, and you get to see our beautiful country. But, as in any line of work, there are those. Honestly, they could have been any profession under the sun. Serial killers have been known to be everything from day laborers to even police officers. And in this case, as highway truckers serial killers... The web of freeways provides perfect hunting grounds and dumping grounds for them. These truckers use the freedom and anonymity that comes with the job, and as FBI press release from 2016 puts it, if there's such a thing as an ideal profession for a serial killer, it may as well be a long-haul truck driver. Mike Amott, the founder of Radford University Serial Killer Information Center, says truckers are well-positioned to evade detection. The more locations you're operating in, he added, the more difficult it is for law enforcement to see a link. So, such is the case of Robert Ben Rhodes. Police assume he went decades without getting caught, killing possibly over 50 victims. So what happened for the man to finally get caught and finally get what he deserved? Well, all it took was listening ears, 
and an experienced police officer's interception. Act 3. Catching Robert Ben Rhodes. It's February 5th, 1990 in Houston, Texas. An 18-year-old woman by the name of Shana is running down a road frantically trying her best to flag down someone, anyone who could help her. When someone finally stopped and let her in their car, they noticed she was badly bruised and severely beaten. She was partially clothed and wearing a collar and a leash around her neck. She could barely catch her breath long enough to tell the horrors of what she experienced. But the driver took her to the nearest payphone where Shana then called the police. And at Houston Police Department headquarters, she was finally able to tell the story of what happened to her. And it went like this. A week ago in California, she hitched a ride from a long-haul truck driver she met at a rest stop. He said he was going east and would take her with him. She climbed aboard and off they went. And after hours of riding along, she got sleepy and fell asleep in the back of the truck. And that's when her nightmare began. The driver pulled over and climbed him back. He overpowered her and then chained her down. While in his custody over the next several days, he raped her and tortured her, piercing her body with pins and fish hooks. When they finally arrived in Houston, he took her to his apartment where he chained her to the bed and continued raping and torturing her. He even took a razor and sliced off all of her hair. Hours passed and finally the torture stopped and he had to go back to work, but he couldn't just leave her there. So he loaded her back into the truck and took her with him on his work route. When he made one of his work stops, while he was inside, the young woman managed to break free and run away. And that's how she's still alive to tell her story. Houston police act quickly when she told them what happened. They stopped truckers and asked questions, and they finally stopped a guy that seemed like he was the one. They asked young Shayna if she could identify him, but unfortunately she couldn't. She was far too frightened. So the man that did this to her at that time got away with it and continued on with his monstrous deeds. It was right after her escape that that same Friday, February 5th, that the man responsible for doing this to her Robert Ben Rhodes picked up a young couple hitchhiking in Pasadena, Texas, a boy by the name of Ricky Lee and a girl by the name of Regina Walters. Now, we know their story. We went over it in Act 1, but check this out. Police are sure he did this to another couple. Patricia Candace Walsh and her husband, Douglas Zakowski. In January 1990, the couple were hitchhiking when Rhodes picked them up in his truck while on a long-haul journey. He immediately killed Douglas and dumped his body in Sutton County, Texas, where it was later found. He was not identified until years later. And just like with Regina, Rhodes kept Patricia for over a week. During this time, he tortured and raped her multiple times before killing her and dumping her body in Utah. Now, if they didn't catch him with Shayna or Regina or Patricia, how did they catch him? Well, it went a little something like this. 
On an early morning, April 1st, 1990, Robert Ben Rhodes' truck broke down and he pulled over to the side of the road to fix it. An Arizona state trooper by the name of Mike Miller showed up to help. As he walked up to the cab, he heard screaming inside. And when he investigated inside the cab, he discovered a nude woman, later identified as Kathleen Vine. She was handcuffed and battered and bruised. The male present identified himself as the driver of the truck, Robert Ben Rhodes. But after failing to talk his way out of the situation, he was arrested and charged with aggravated assault, sexual assault, and unlawful imprisonment. After further investigation, the arresting detective, Rickard Barnhart, was able to make a connection to the Houston case and noticed a pattern stretching over the course of at least five months. They issued a search warrant for Rhodes' home where police found photos of a new teenager who was later identified as Regina Walters. Her body was found in September 1990. Also present were photos of Patricia Walsh, whose body was discovered that October. Robert Ben Rhodes was finally caught, his killing days finally done. And if you dig into some research about Robert Ben Rhodes, you can see there were signs of his perverse, sadistic ways. So here's the one-two punch of his story. And I'll take it to this part. After graduating from high school in 1964, Robert Ben Rhodes joined the Marine Corps. During that same year, his father was arrested for molesting a 12-year-old girl, and subsequently, he committed suicide while awaiting trial. A few years later, Robert Rhodes was dishonorably discharged from the military for his involvement in a robbery. And after his discharge from the Marines, he attempted to join law enforcement but was rejected. Throughout the 1970s and 1980s, Robert Rhodes married three times and worked various jobs before finally becoming a long-haul trucker. During the 1980s, Rhodes developed interest in the BDSM scene. It was also during this time he allegedly verbally, physically, and sexually abused his third wife, Deborah Rhodes. It is believed his killing started in the 1970s and continued on to 1990s when he was finally caught. In 1994, Robert Ben Rhodes was convicted of first-degree murder of Regina K. Walters and was sentenced to life without parole at Menard Correctional Center in Chester, Illinois. In 2005, he was extradited to Utah and tried for the deaths of Candace Walsh and Douglas Zakowski. Then he was later extradited to Texas for the murder of Walters and Jones, where Rhodes, in exchange for dropping the death penalty, pleaded guilty to their deaths and received a second life sentence. Robert Ben Rhodes is still alive and continues serving his life without parole at the Maximum Security Menard Correctional Center in Chester, Illinois. The girl in the chilling photograph, Regina. Thankfully, she got her justice and now she can rest. Police still have a mountain of cold murder cases to solve. The Highway Serial Killings Initiative is still up and running. North, south, eastbound and down, they've got a long way to go. But in time, hopefully all of the Robert Ben Rhodes of the world will be locked away for good. That's the goal, isn't it? And for now, 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Crude Axe. This is a homegrown podcast out of Houston, Texas. We have Amy and Russell Dunlap as executive producers. And the theme song is by Houston-based music group, Two Star Symphony. Give them a listen. They're amazing. And I'm Jen Schaefer, creator and writer of this thing. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>